chapter 16 and verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, 
but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. I would like for you to pay particular attention to the phrase here, he will guide you. Everybody said, he will guide me. All right. If you'd like to, you may be seated. The Bible <clears throat> tells us in Psalm 112, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the person or the man, the woman, that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. Verse 5, a good man or woman alloweth, showeth favor. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. This generation in which we live, there's no sense to vainly wishing that you lived in the times when Jesus walked the face of the earth in the flesh or the second chapter of Acts being there at that particular time or any of the rest of the book of Acts at that time in history because that's just not going to happen. The real thing is to do now in our time. The Bible said about David that he served his generation according to the will of God. We have to serve our generation. We have to act now, live now, praise now, worship now, do all the things that the Word of God teaches. We've got to do it now. There is uh, not going to be any better time for you than now. Hebrews use the terminology now faith and I like to take that very literally now faith your faith now not yesterday and not tomorrow but right at this precise moment not in generations previous to us or those that may come after us but right now the Bible is teaching that Jesus took his disciples and in going from village to village and house to house and situation to situation that he began to teach them that I'm going away. He said, but I'm not going to leave you without comfort. I will not leave you comfortless. But the spirit of truth is going to come unto you. I'm going to send that to you. Coming in my name. And he said, and this spirit of truth will guide you. You want your affairs to be guided by the spirit of the Lord. You want Discretion. Where is that going to come from? It's going to come from the teachings of the church. That's going to keep you from being extreme left or extreme right, which would be far away from discretion. You want that balance, and you want that good teaching of God's Word to help you to know what to do and when to do it and how to do it, how it will please the Lord, how my steps can go in His steps, and how I can follow His presence, His leadership, and His guidance so that I can do things in a manner that's going to please Him. I want to be able to do things in a manner that God looks upon it and is happy with it. I want my affairs to be guided 
by the Lord. That's why he sent the Holy Ghost. He saw that people were running askew and, and going in all kinds of different directions and were finding themselves in a great big mess. They were hastening to and fro and their lives were upset and in upheaval and much confusion. But the Lord said, I'm going to send my spirit. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to be involved. Your old men are going to be involved. People are going to get involved here because my spirit will be poured out. The greatest answer to man's problems is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in your heart and life. Amen. The Bible teaches us that we are to be once we're born again, that is, once we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water, and that is for the full pardon and forgiveness of all of our sins, and once that we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and we are now a part of the body of Christ, the church has birthed us. We are sons and daughters of the Almighty God, and we call Him Father. He calls us His child. How great and marvelous that relationship can be if you will work with it and let His Spirit lead and guide you into all truth. He will not lead you astray. He will not lead you into falsehood. He will definitely get your attention through correction, through training and discipline and chastening. That's going to take place. There's going to be plenty of times when you'll be commended and you will find yourself getting the pat on the back and doors that will open by the Lord Himself. But you must understand that He balances and He tempers that because there are times when we need that little slap on the wrist. We need that little pop to get us back in line where we need to be. We want the Holy Ghost to guide us. We don't want to have it our way. We want it to be His way. His way is the right way. Even when it doesn't look right to you. Even when what you're thinking looks right. God knows what's best and you want to believe that. You want to trust in that. You want to obey that. You want to get sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You want to obey that inner Holy Ghost feeling that is trying to give you the truth about each and every step that you will take. The Bible teaches us about the, in Ephesians, about the course of this world. And the Apostle Paul said it, I have finished my course. There is a course of the world, and there is the course that Jesus Christ sets us in as his church. We don't want to run with the world. We don't want to run with that crowd. We don't want to be going where they go and doing what they do. I um, had an occasion to call the fella down the street at the uh, little bistro and trying to help him get his business started. We do try to patronize him from time to time. And uh, we had a nice thing there with one of our rallies. And so I uh, had called him the other day and I said, are you going to be open for lunch? Got anything going on there? And he said, oh, no, not today. He said, they're all... Um, Decorating, He said, but you could come and sit in the lounge. And I said, I don't think so. And he said, I didn't think so. And so I was glad he was thinking along the right lines that way. And, uh, you know, because when you get the Holy Ghost, you do think about where you go. 
you do think about how you say it. You do think about how you think it. You do think about things. You, you will guide your affairs by the Holy Ghost in a manner that shows discretion and prudency, good judgment. You're not just going to jump into anything. You're not just going to go running in any kind of crazy direction because other people are doing it. But you're going to have your guidance come from the Spirit of the Lord and it's going to show discretion. It's going to show balance. It's going to show good judgment. It's going to show that something's working in your life in the name of a guidance system that will keep you from going in the wrong place and direction and getting involved with the wrong things and letting your heart get full of the filth and the garbage of this world. No much so much so that the Bible said to be a good soldier that you would not entangle yourself in the affairs of this life. You don't want to get caught up in what everybody's doing and what the world is thinking and the directions that they're going. It becomes a great big distraction just to get you away from what should be well established in your heart is the main thing Jesus Christ and his church his plan, his vision, his program, what did one writer say I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision the heavenly vision you want to become obedient to that vision you want to tell yourself that I want to be in step I want to be in tune. I want to be in synchronization with the Holy Ghost and fire. I don't want to be going deviating to the right or going off on some tangent to the left. I don't want to be sitting when I ought to be standing. I don't want to be standing when I ought to be sitting. I don't want to be speaking when I ought to be listening. And I don't want to be listening when I ought to be speaking. I want to get it going here in the right order. Let all things be done decently and in order. I want to be guided by the Holy Ghost. That doesn't mean that it's become some ethereal thing and that I, you know, it's all whoo thing I'm not talking about. I'm talking to you about concrete. I'm talking to you about solid. I'm talking to you about sound doctrine. I'm talking to you about that which will root you, ground you, settle you, establish you, and guide you every day so that people will marvel at the discretion in your life, the guidance in your life. You know, nobody that I know of willfully steps in the nasty stuff that the dogs leave behind on your lawn. Nobody just likes to go jumping around in that or the big old cow manure. Nobody wants to be stepping in that stuff. You'd like to avoid that stuff. You'd like to avoid the big mud puddle. You'd like to avoid the big huge pit. You want to avoid these kind of potholes and problems and situations. You don't want to run headlong into those things and complicate your life. A good soldier says, I'm not going to get entangled. I'm born again. I'm baptized in Jesus' name. I'm filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. My spirit has been cleansed. I have a new nature. I have a new heart. I have a new attitude. God has given me a great salvation, an oh so great salvation, and I want to do it right here. I want to be, that's what Romans the Revelation is for now that I'm born again going to teach me as a newborn babe how I ought to think how I ought to act how places I ought to go and shouldn't go the Holy Ghost is going to lead and guide me and prevent me from doing the wrong and encourage me to do the right I want my I want it to be actually singular <laughs> I want it to be my affair the Lord's affair the Lord's business it's the affairs plural of this life I don't want to get caught up in all their issues. 
I don't want to get caught up in their politics. I don't want to get caught up in their attitudes. People, I don't know where these people come from. I don't know how they afford to do it. But, you know, you'll constantly see pictures in the newspaper about people that in throngs that gather in, the, in, the, in front of the White House. And they got their placards going. And everybody's got an issue. Everybody's after something. Some people don't like guns. Other people want to save the whales. Some people don't like this and other people want that. Some people are against the death penalty. And it goes on and on in issues of life. The different things that people get involved with and give their lives to. And they're just ranting and raving half the time. And they get very emotional and very upset. But let me tell you something if there's anything to get emotional about if there's anything to jump up and down about it's your affair with the Lord your involvement with the Lord don't get entangled in the things of this life that will tie up your mind, your spirit, your heart you want your your mind to be centered on the Lord I wonder it said set your affections on things that are above get your mind fixed firmly fixed, your feet rooted, grounded, settled right on that rock and built upon that rock and you're not going to allow the issues of this life to sweep you away with the course of the world we're not looking to run in that race or that course because that's going to just get you some little 25 cent cheap little trophy to put on your shelf that's going to tarnish or fall over and crack and break you're in a race, as the Apostle Paul said, that there's a, a crown that fadeth not away, Peter said, that's waiting, that's laid up for all them that are going to, like him, finish the course, finish the spiritual race, and stay between the lines and the lane that you're in and appointed to be in as one who is running this race. You want to run this race in a patient manner, the writer said. It's not a little sprint. You don't come here for a week or a month. It's not designed to be that. It's not designed to be where the seed just falls on the top of things. You want this to get down into the good heart, into the honest part, and find that place and begin to spring up and and bring forth fruit in your life and begin to guide you to decisions that are going to help you to be a good son and a good daughter and successful in the Lord. He wants you to be a good soldier. Sometimes there's going to be hardness. Sometimes there's going to be challenges. Sometimes there's going to be difficulties. But you've got to tell yourself the Holy Ghost is going to guide me. The Holy Ghost church is going to guide me. Amen. All truth going to help me to go in the right direction. going to help me to do the right thing. going to keep me day and night. He that keepeth you, he doth not slumber. He's not taking a nap. He's not sleeping. He's not off on some vacation somewhere. He's on this 24-7, 365 and a quarter. He's right there. He's got your back every day. He's right there. He's behind you and he's in front of you. He's got his angels patrolling the grounds all around you. And you want to believe that. And on top of that, he sent forth his spirit, his Holy Spirit, the gift of his Holy Spirit into your heart. And you have that with you. You have the Holy Ghost. He's not going to run off somewhere. He said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. You make sure you don't deviate right or left. Don't you forsake him, because that's the, the real key to Hebrews chapter 6. He's going to be right where you left. Wherever you bailed out right or left, he's going to be right where you left him. And you're going to have to come right back that way to get him back in your life and to get his flow and his spirit 
spirit and his guidance. If you want that, then you got to stay with him. Noah walked with the Lord and he found grace in the eyes of the Lord and he was able then with his household to escape the flood that swept the whole world away. You want to be with him. You want to be guided by him. You want to be protected by him. You want him to keep you in all of your ways. You want that. Everybody said praise the Lord. Lord. It's important to stay true to this spiritual course. There are many forces that would like to push you off the course, would like you to get over the line on the right or over the the guidance line on the left, would like for you, uh, I used to fly, and uh, one of the things when you were landing in a crosswind, that you had to be careful, and they had lines down the middle of that runway, and you visually could see that line, those lines, just like on a road driving your car, uh, only the difference is these are right in the middle, and you're, you're landing on them. And as you were coming in, if that crosswind, you'd see your, yourself beginning to drift. If the wind was, if you're heading east and the wind is coming from the north, then you're going you're gonna to drift to the south. And you have to correct for that. You have to lean into that wind. And you've got to land one wheel right the right way. And the plane will settle right down there where it's supposed to on the runway. But if you don't correct for that, if you don't allow for that opposing force, if you please, that wind, then you're going to drift off course. You can just say, oh, it's not affecting me. It's nothing, man. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just, it's all right. I'm going to be okay. And next thing you know, you're in the next county instead of landing on the runway. You hear me? So we've got to stay true to the course. And we've got to let the Holy Ghost guide us. We've got to be led by His Spirit. We've got to submit ourselves to the Word of the Lord. We've got to tell ourselves we want that Word in our lives. We want to be true to this course. Paul said, I I finished my course. He stayed true to it. He stayed right with it. He stayed solid. He didn't allow the things of this life to get him all involved and all entangled. Remember, the Bible teaches through the born-again experience, and it tells you not to become entangled again, that you've been made clean. You have escaped the era of the wicked. God, when he gives you the Holy Ghost, when you are baptized in Jesus' name, you have been pulled out of a horrible pit. You've been pulled out of the quicksand or the miry clay, and you have been washed and cleansed. You have been sanctified. You have been given every godly good thing you need when you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's just like a baby being born, and it's got two eyes and two ears and a nose and a mouth and all them fingers and appendages. Everything is right like it's supposed to be and that's how it is when you're born again you're birthed into by the church and you're a part of the body of Christ and you want to tell yourself God has given me everything that I have need of I have this great experience why do I need to go get entangled again in the affairs of this life this earth and this heaven is going to pass away I've got to get myself against every crosswind of doctrine that comes to deceive me I gotta push against that and keep myself in the straight and the narrow. Amen. I'm headed for a street of gold. Yes, Gates of pearl, walls of jasper. Yes, 
Got a goal here. Pressing toward the mark for the prize. High calling. You got to stay true. There were people, and that became an admonition to us, a warning to us. They were more than a yellow caution sign. They were a huge bunch of red flags that went up. And they were found in the Bible to be people who withstood the leadership. And they begin to challenge Moses. And they begin to exalt themselves. Same spirit that took place in heaven manifested itself there on earth. Of course it did because that's where the devil came. He came to earth. And he doesn't change. He just masquerades. Still the same old devil. Still that same old rebellion and disobedience and hatred. Everything against God. And so they begin to withstand. And when they were challenged, they said, We be true men. Well, it proved out that they weren't true men. Proved out that they were not loyal and they were not faithful and they were not submissive and they were not humble. That they had gotten entangled with a spirit, a whopping spirit that wrapped them up and got them to saying it wrong and thinking it wrong and acting wrong, motivations wrong, attitudes wrong. And they dared to stand against the leadership. But you know the Bible teaches that God visited them. And the next thing you know, the earth opened up and they were swallowed and their families and the earth closed up over them again. Can I tell you, if you were able to, to open up the earth and bring out all the people that have stood against the right thing and got entangled in the affairs of this life and did not act in a discretionary manner, that these people would be an army that could be brought up that had gone in the wrong direction and done the wrong thing. Let me tell you, you want to tell yourself, I want the Holy Ghost to guide me. Guide me by the system that you've installed in the church. Guide me by the preaching. Guide me by the fivefold ministry. Guide me by everything that you've employed that we can employ that you place in the church. Don't let me get entangled in the wrong thing. Don't let me get swallowed up in the spirit of this world. Don't let me chase after pipe dreams. This world's going to pass away and there's going to be people in hell that won't even remember what the fuss was all about. You want heaven. Stay true to the course. Stay true to the race. Stay true to God. Stay true to the word. Stay true to leadership. Run this race with a, ma a measure of patience in your life. That sometimes slow growth it's consoling to remember that slow growth steady growth is solid growth quality growth we do not want to find ourselves in a position of weakness we do not want to find ourselves all wrapped up and tangled up and some big old snake has just gotten a hold of us and just wrapping around us and tying us up so we can't get our hands up in the air so that we can't open our mouth and praise the Lord because the pressure and the constriction on our, on our chest and our respiratory system is too great. And we can't get any breath to praise the Lord. For it is written, let everything that hath breath. You've got to have it. You've got to have that inspiration. You've got to have that breath to praise the Lord. The enemy wants you to wrap your hands down at your side. He wants to shove them in your pocket. I've seen men just stand around sometimes and it's time to everybody to just get in there and praise God in there. scream 
I'm not here. It just screams my mind is somewhere else. You know, maybe it's at the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, huh? Maybe that's where your mind is at. Maybe somebody's mind is in, in some kind of show, some, some soapy world somewhere that's got all kinds of bad attitudes going on. You want to tell yourself the Holy Ghost has been placed in my life to lead and guide me into all truth. He's going to guide me so that my affairs take on a posture of discretion, that there is a balance. One man was, was delivered from legions of devils, and nobody had formerly been able to do anything with him. But when the devils were cast out and the Holy Spirit of God was upon him, the Bible teaches that he was now clothed who formerly had been entirely immodest and that he was now sitting who formerly could not maintain a sitting position for any period of time, that he constantly bounced off of one sharp rock after another, hurting himself, injuring himself, uncontrolled. Now he's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And now the Bible said he has his right mind. He has a sound mind, a mind that will be filled with the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God and the judgment of God. He will have discretion. He will have prudency. He will no longer be a wild man, an unruly person, an untoward. Didn't it say save yourselves from this untoward generation? That means an ungovernable generation. Nobody tells me what to do. Oh, my friend, you get the Holy Ghost. It sits you down at the feet of the Lord. My it's like Mary gave us an example. She parked herself right at the feet of the master and he said she's chosen a good thing and nobody going to take that from her. Let me tell you, you choose Jesus. You choose the church. You choose this Holy Ghost life and let the Spirit of the Lord lead and guide you. And don't get entangled again in the affairs of this life. Don't get swallowed up. Jonah got swallowed up because he was going about it his way. Oh no, my friend. When he finally repented, then that coughed him right up. <laughs> Amen. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Well, that's like my pastor told one guy, he said, Come on. He said, I need a Coke and you need to burp. He knew that young man needed to talk. Well, that, that old whale needed to burp, and he burped up Jonah. And Jonah was upset in that whale's stomach. Well, let me tell you, you get out of what God wants and you get entangled in the wrong things, you're going to upset a lot of people, believe me, no matter how they act or what they say, and they'll be acting like they're so glad you're out of the church, they're going to be so upset when your life goes down, plunging downhill, down, 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 and the misery of it all and the problems that will be there. You want to get unentangled and stay unentangled. You want your affairs to be in order and be singled into one thing. I serve the Lord. I love the Lord. I worship the Lord. I live for the Lord. This is what I'm all about. I want to stay true to that course. I want to get involved with falsehood, deception. I want to lay all of that aside. A man in it, the Bible said, indeed, in whom is no guile. There's no sneakiness. There's no underhanded or evasiveness. There's none of that stuff going on in his heart. And Jesus said, don't worry about it. You're going to see a angels going up and down on a ladder from here to heaven. Good things are going to take place. Going to all be right there so beautiful. You know what? They, they, they claim that planes nowadays can be landed actually by autopilot. 
but that they don't do it because they know that the people sitting in the back, they wouldn't like that. They like to know that there's somebody up there with their hands on the throttle. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm just trying to tell you get this truth and you keep this truth. You're just about automatically guaranteed that you're going to make heaven and you can keep your hands lightly on the elevator, the throttle there, and just lightly. You can have your little part of you there and you should, but you better remember there's a Holy Ghost that's to guide you. There's a Holy Ghost by the word of the Lord that you're to submit yourself to and he's going to make sure that you make it in spite of yourself. God save us from the devil. Save us from the spirit of this world and save us from ourselves. Keep us true to the course. I have to get cuffed and cuff me. I got to get a swift kick in the seat of the pants and give me a swift kick. Amen. Let me be a good soldier and endure whatever hardness that I'm allowed to endure. That's going to face me. That's going to come my way that I might go through. What the writer said about the, the, your faith being tried, it's more precious than fine gold. And even went on to say that it was a, a situation that sometimes you find yourself in heaviness if need be. God knows what you need. You know, you can just, just get to floating and you think, you know, we told one person one time, said, well, if you're so spiritual, just untie your shoelaces and go ahead and go. You know, because you're sure not doing us any good. You know, some people can get so abstract about everything. We need something concrete. We want that which establishes, that which roots and grounds us so that we can always be abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that that kind of labor is not a waste of time. It's not in vain. It's not empty. It's not obsolete. But it has great eternal value. Everybody said amen. Let's stay true to the course tonight. True to the course tonight. Let's lift our hearts with our hands and I love you Jesus and I praise you holy God I worship you mighty king and I'm praying that you'll touch us and strengthen us again and again that you'll lead and guide us and shape and mold us that you'll allow us dear father to be about the great work of the Lord that you'll help us to pray that our spirits and our attitudes will be right and that we can avoid the potholes the same old spirits and have taken so many, dear God. But we want to focus on those success stories, those men and women, boys and girls, that have endured hardness as good soldiers. They've accepted the challenges and the responsibilities with great zeal and fire and intestinal fortitude and gone forward in the great work of the Lord to accomplish the service of God in the earth, to serve this generation by the will of God. Help us to be loyal and faithful, dear God. Help us, my holy God, I give you praise, Jesus. I worship you, God. You're our God and our King. Come on, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going all for the duration. The way. Right where you are. 